Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Games Mas, the podcast where we talk about all things nerdy and pop culture. On today's episode, it's going to be a bit of a serious topic as we're joined by our close friends Nick and Rachel as they share their experience of coming to LA, starting a church, and as, uh, as you'll hear in recent events, uh, Nick being a survivor of a stroke attack. If this isn't your type of episode is a bit too serious, you want to hear some of the more lighthearted stuff, check out our earlier episodes as we talk about more about the board games and video games and some baits. But I also recommend uh, stick around, listen to this episode. I believe that you'll be very encouraged hearing Nick and Rachel's uh, experience uh, of these recent events and how they overcame them and how they're dealing with them. Um, as for me, listening to these stories, it was very encouraging, very motivating to me as well, and I, I believe it'll be to you as well. So, with that being said, pull up a chair, grab some dice, y acompáñeme a jugar. And we're here. We're live. Ready to record. You guys excited? Yes. yes. Very excited. Yes. Very excited yeah, here, guys. Thank you guys so much for joining us again for another episode of Games y Mas. Um, very excited for this episode, guys. Um, more of a serious topic one, but I think it's going to be great to talk about um, just everything, bro. Let's just, let's, just, let's just talk about everything, you know, whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, but, um, before we get started with the episode, we have an icebreaker question that we always ask everybody. Um, so I'll, I'll ask it, I'll give you guys a minute to think about it and then, uh, we'll go from there. So it's a two-parter, it's a follow-up question. So the first one is, what is your favorite board game of all time? Mm. Any, any, any board game, anything that from as a kid growing up or now, even then, like playing any board game now that you love playing, anything like that. And then the follow-up, if you have one is, what is your favorite video game of all time? Now... Oh, obviously, okay. obviously, wow. you guys don't play. Video, you, if you feel like you guys probably not in the realm of like playing constantly video games, but we'll include like any arcade game, like okay. anything like arcade that oh, you'd like yes. to go playing. Um, yeah, anything like that. So I'll let you guys give a minute to think of favorite board game and a favorite video game if you have any. If not, yeah. I always add that extra video game again because this is a, a nerdy podcast. Am I <laughs> allowed to look it up? Go ahead. I yeah, forget look, the name. No. Yeah, okay. look it up. Look it up with, with whatever See. you want to look it up. And then um, while you guys think about that. Um, introductions here. We have Pastor Nick and his wife Rachel here joining us today for the podcast. We've known each other for how long, man? It's been it's been a while, huh? A decade? Yeah, at least ten yeah, years. Least ten years. 10. We've known mm. each other for yeah. ten years, and um, it's been a wild ride. Been with the with the church and yeah. um, just seeing a lot of um, ups and downs with with mm. us and stuff like that. And you guys have been there for us, and we're very thankful. Lady and I cherish your, our friendship greatly, actually, a lot and stuff, and so. Very thankful that you're on the podcast. Um, awesome about that. And so they'll be joining us here and we'll get to hear what their uh, board game is and their favorite video game is. If you guys got <laughs> All any. Right. Okay. I'll let you whoever wants to go first. Do you want me to? Okay. My favorite board game without a doubt is Life because I could go through and probably collect the most kids ever <laughs> from yeah, my brothers okay. um, because I would always have to get two vans and I would... Yeah. Really try to get the ones with the twins. Okay. So I would end up sometimes with like eight kids and have oh to have two cars oh following man. each other. Yeah. So that's that was my favorite board game. That's a good one. Favorite video game because I had brothers again was Street Fighter. Street Fighter, yeah. really? <laughs> I, I would never have guessed that. I know. Really. Okay, okay, Street Fighter. Hey, it's brothers. Yeah, for sure. They get okay. you into it. So wow, Street Fighter, that's a cool one. Old school Street Fighter. Old school. Okay, all yeah. right. Hadouken, yeah. Yep. The old, old school Street Fighter. Okay, that's a good one. I would have never guessed that ever. Ever. Yeah, that. I know. That's funny. 
What we got, Pat? What you got? You know, I think uh, I'm not much of a board gamer. I wish I wish I was more of a board gamer, but I'm, I just can't get into them. And so Monopoly probably would be if I'm just looking at all-time favorite. I mean, it's like everyone's. Kids still love pulling that out. We play it now and then. Mm-hmm. Once a year. Yeah. Not really. I just can't get into board games. I wish I was different. I just, I think my attention span is so short. Yeah. I start to think for a second, and then all of a sudden I'm gone, dude. And so just, just wanting about other things. Everything, yeah. I'll introduce you to some games I have that are like very engaging. Maybe, it's yeah. Like, it's like go and go, and then you're done in five minutes, and you're done. That's it. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Yeah. I think I'd. I'd like that. I'll show you. I'll show you some games. Okay, cool. Where it's like you just—it's very competitive, but yeah. it's like, all right, we got five minutes. Go, 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 go. All right, we're done. Yeah. Pack it up. We're done. Let's play. Sounds or if good. Want to replay it again? Like that. But That's my kind of game. There you go. Then a uh, video game. I think uh, I I also play a bunch of video games, but I did play a lot of RBI baseball when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, we had the old Nintendos where you would like have to blow them out really good and kind of yeah and smack them in the ground, smack them in just right to get to go. Yeah. And those little. Things the little baseball players look like little, little figurines. Like, yeah, figurines. Yeah, yeah. that we would play. RBI uh, yeah, so RBI baseball, I think, would probably be the all time. But I haven't really played much, much in the last yeah. yeah since then. Probably. Well, I don't expect you, man. You're a busy man. Yeah, <laughs> you got things to do. Last yeah. thing you got to. I mean, I've seen you take you play with your daughter sometimes. Yeah, so. we do. Yeah, they like the Switch. The they Switch. got the Nintendo Switch. Okay. Something Smash. Bros. Uh, Smash Bros. And then the big one now is that um. What's oh. It called? Minecraft. Minecraft. Yeah. Oh, my, my, they love they well, love they, Minecraft. They like to show us their. They creation. show us their stuff. Yeah, you can get very creative in that game. Yeah, you're very creative. Yeah, they are building castles and all kinds of stuff, and I and just. This is amazed. the first. This is honestly the first time we've ever had a game system in our house. Okay. In 16 years, yeah. so this is the first time we brought it in to just give them a little distraction. <laughs> and yeah, they end up. You can hear them screaming in the garage because they're fighting each other, like having fun, like like fun left. Laughter and really? screaming. Oh man, <laughs> they're into it. Well, hero. Minecraft, yeah, Minecraft is a fun game. I remember when I played with my cousin once. We spent all day playing. I I, I feel I feel ashamed to say that, but like because <laughs> we were just in the living room with my grandparents, and we we're just there sitting down, and we just spent like I literally it was like daytime, and then by the time I realized like we were playing so long, I looked it's like nighttime, and I'm oh, like, my like how long have we been playing? And, then, and my cousin's like ah oh, seven hours. I'm like how do you even know? How do you even funny. keep track? He's like yeah, we just been playing. I'm like. Man, we just spent it. That's a fun memory I have with my cousin because, like, we, when we lived with my grandparents, yeah, we just, we just laid. I was laying there. I remember really, I was laying there on my couch, just there sitting there, just like zoned out, just staring at the TV, just like playing. Wow. And like my cousin was on the floor, like on the floor with this oh pillow, like a pillow set up. <laughs> I think my grandparents were like in Mexico at the time. I forgot, but um, yeah, it was crazy. It was wild. And my brother came and like, you guys are still playing? I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so Minecraft's like, been out a long time then. It's been out for a while. It's been out for since. Um, I think since I graduated high school, like wow. nine or ten, it's been out for a long wow. time. That's crazy, very long time. Yeah, yeah. These kids will go, oh, man. They'll play for hours, just like that, all day long. Yeah. Ten yeah. hours go by. We're like, we're like now and then. Yeah, yeah. we got vacation. <laughs> yeah, like, where like the I kids said, go? This is our oh, first they're playing, time having they're playing Minecraft. Yeah, my <laughs> playing Minecraft. Yeah, all right, they're gonna be gone playing that one. Yeah, it's a good mm-hmm. thing they're not playing Fortnite. Once they play Fortnite, it's over. Yeah, oh, I heard game, about Fortnite. Game, game, <laughs> Fortnite's very addictive. A lot, of, a lot of kids are playing that. But okay, so we got it here. We got board game. Monopoly and life. Mm-hmm. Did you skip college or did you go to college when you started off the game? In the game, you can go to like college or you can like skip. Oh it. yeah, I always went to college. College, I yes, because it. you get a better job that way. Yeah, the degrees. Yeah, I remember you get to choose your degrees. Oh yeah. I would always skip it. I'm like, I'm gonna get ahead. I'm gonna cheat, and then yes. I, yeah, I end up losing. But I love, I love life too. And then we have Street Fighter and RBI Baseball. There you go. There you go. Okay, <laughs> good games, good games. RBI, I wasn't really big a fan of. I always I started playing MLB, the show. Oh, okay. That's the one I started mostly mm-hmm. playing. Was that on Nintendo? 
No, that was on. That's more recent. I think it's like the the newer system, game console, oh, okay. Xbox and Playstations. Yeah. The old. Oh no, you know what? For I don't know if you remember a game system called the Sega Dreamcast. Oh yeah, that was out of our budget, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. Yeah, for us too. And then my parents. I think my uncle donated one. For oh us. really? Like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> I was so excited. But they had um, called MLB Live. Oh okay. And like me and my dad would play all the time. And I would always get mad because my dad would always beat me. And I remember one time when I was playing, um, I, I think it was like the seventh inning, and he was beating me like twelve to zero. And I couldn't get, I couldn't hit anything, and I was getting so tired. I was just like sitting there like this, and my dad would wake me up like, "Come on, come on, we're almost done with the game." And I'm like, my dad's like wants to finish the game, and beating me, and I'm over here trying to pretend like I'm falling asleep. I'm like, oh, I'm going to bed, Dad. I'm tired. Like, no, no, let's finish the game. We're almost done. And he got into it, so that, that was pretty fun playing That's awesome, those dude. games. Ones, yeah, he, yeah, he whooped my butt all the time. And, I, I got mad at him all the time. Like, goals, right? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. I was like, oh, man. And he loved playing all the sports games with us. But I was like, man. Oh, man. I get tired. I'm getting tired of this. That's funny. But it was fun. But huh. cool. All right. So there you guys have it. Uh, first first-hand account of Pastor and his, and his wife about the there board game, video game. Icebreaker done. Let's get into the deep deep questions here we can talk about. Um, yeah, pretty much. Let's get, let's get a little be- beginning of... Um, I'd like to get like a maybe like a five ten minute introduction of like you coming to LA, you coming to LA, your decision to come into LA, start a church. Yeah. Um, we'll get like your little early lives, and then we'll get into the big chunk of the life of what happened with 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 your with the stroke and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But just to get a little background for everyone listening and stuff like that, kind of a background of you coming to LA, starting up a church, um, pretty much where Hollywood is right here, around right the corner, and um, people thinking that you're crazy for even just starting, trying to even think of. Starting a church where you know you have Scientology like right down right down the street and that you know pe- people from all different walks of life just trying to become known and so um, yeah if you just want to walk us into that and how you beginning stages of, of coming into LA like yeah like what was going through your mind like why why LA yeah for sure yeah, yeah I think it was uh, probably in two thousand and nine or two thousand ten we started to feel like maybe. God would have us start a church, and so we started. Uh, we were working at a church there in Arkansas, yeah. and uh, we had our first two girls there in Arkansas, and uh, we we kind of started to pray and think through, like, okay, if we're going to start a church, where do we want to start at? And it was kind of like on the, the Western United States, we're West Coasters, so it's kind of like all the way from Pacific Northwest to to West Coast, and right. so we started to look at uh, Washington down the coast all the way, and I did, spent a lot of time along that. PCH all the way from California up to the Canadian border. And so kind of that area, I kind of knew needed churches. And, um, and then my wife was born in, uh, Whittier. And so she was kind of from the LA Metro. And then we went to school about an hour North of LA. And so we kind of had an idea of this area. And so we kind of knew Orange County and Los Angeles County, obviously kind of all make up the LA Metro and, uh, and the, the massive amount of population. So we started to pray and say, God, if you, want to use us, you know, we feel like we are, we should be going. And so the church we went to in Arkansas, we kind of said, hey, we'll be there three years. And then after three years, we're going to leave and go start a church. And so um, about three years came and we started to say, okay, our time, you know, we, here's the commitment we made, talked with the pastor. And and, um, and so I took a survey trip out to um, this area and started to look. And that was kind of Stayed with her aunt and uncle in Orange County, and then just started driving. And um, remember flying in, and we had the two girls at that time uh, back at Arkansas. She was, and that was probably spring of 2012, okay. and um, maybe a little bit earlier than that. But by about that time, the spring of 2012, and and then we realized, okay, here's the time to go. So we ended up um, 
listing our house for sale there in Arkansas and beginning to send out just flyers to uh, to donors and churches and probably mailed out about 800 different flyers and uh, with a little CD video of our family and uh, just started to like book meetings. And so I remember some of us on our house talking me with our pastor about three and a half years there now and saying, okay, our house is on the market. It's not sold yet, but we know we're going to leave. And so we started booking meetings and we just kind of got a van and just started traveling and then kind of did the, you know, from that, that 40, the I-40 uh, from East Coast to West Coast, just hitting up back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Drove that so many times. Um, and that was all kind of in that spring to summer 2012 um after we nailed down we nailed down that we were not coming to washington but we were going to come to the la metro and so kind of that was kind of the video presentation we sent out is that we're going to come to this region of southern california and um and we started to just cast vision for that yeah. and so a lot of prayer um a lot of work and then just kind of um you know all the way from 2009 2010 2011 three years in the making but you know it was good. It was awesome to see uh, see it all play out. Looking back on it, yeah. Were there any um, any moments of doubt when you were doing that? Where you're like, "Are you sure we should be doing this?" Like we had, like you got, you say you were in Arkansas. You guys had, you know, like it, from outside in looking to this, like you guys had it made. You had the house. You had everything set. You had the church and everything. You guys, it seemed like you were thriving there. Um, were you, anytime when when you guys were on the road, where you're like, ah, like. Should we be doing this? Like, uh, what, maybe what we had back there was the Lord's will. I don't know. If this was the Lord's will, or were you kind of like said, like, no, this is what we're doing. This is what God's put in my heart. Let's go. Let's go ahead and jump forward for that one. I don't know. Yeah. Did you have any doubts when, when that when that was going on? Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there was some small moments of doubt. Maybe my wife could talk more about doubt. I know there's probably some small moments and moments of doubt. Um, that's hard. That we we had a um, two and a half year old, maybe Amy, and then. Uh, they're probably two years old and then a newborn. And Lissy had a lot of uh, crying issues in the car seats and cars. And when I remember selling our house, we took a video, a photo, our last photo in front of our house. And it's a pretty big thing to buy your first house. Yeah. And also it was right on the corner from the hospital our two kids were born at. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was it was a nice home, a lot bigger than any house in LA, obviously. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was special to us. And it wasn't too far from the church. Church was a good church. Um, and we were comfortable. We were, we were honestly, we were comfortable. We did a lot of work on that house. Um, we brought our two kids home to that house, first two kids. Um, obviously, I guess everything in the making looked like it was good. It was a nice neighborhood, safe neighborhood. Um, it was a healthy church, and we had um, we we were we were making it as a family. Um, but I think when it came time is that three year commitment we made of hey we're coming for three years and then we're gonna leave. I know having the conversation with our pastor back then it was it was like uh, Are you sure you want to leave yeah. and it was kind of one of those things and it was kind of like well that yeah, this is the plan we made and so yeah. kind of like in my mind we've already made this plan this yeah. is what we're doing we're prepared to go right. uh, if we're not doing it we're not gonna be like kind of obeying what we believe God put in our hearts right. three years earlier. Right. And um, and so there were, no doubt, those long drives um, with the babies crying <laughs> and those little babies and leaving our house for the first time and seeing the fact that we're never going to go there. And I remember doing a yard sale mm-hmm. uh, where we sold the we, – we just listed it on Marketplace or something. And uh, if Facebook was even out back then, but we had – a line of people from our front door to the street. And literally, we had people coming in the house just pulling the TVs off the wall, pulling art off the wall. We sold every everything we owned. Yeah, it was there. So it was like all the work of decorating a house, buying a home, doing all the remodel to it, and then actually 
than just having people in your, in this city come and just ripping stuff off your walls, buying it wow. and pricing it. Yeah. That was a little bit. I remember the emotions, like, oh man, like this is real. Like our yeah, yeah. our house is empty. We've sold everything we own, and literally we're leaving this place. Seeing your yeah. kids' crib go, seeing your wow. kids' toys go, telling your kids like, hey, that Barbie doll you have has got to sell. Like all those little things. Yeah, yeah. They do. Even thinking about it now, I think we kind of we kind of filed them away and forgot about them. But even just talking about it now, like, and like, wow, yeah, we had to sell our kids' dolls. And like yeah. everything was just gone yeah. because we knew this is what God was leading us right. to do. So yeah, there was probably some moments of like oh, gut punches, like oh, yeah. this is hard um, for me. But we knew God is what God wanted us to do. I don't know if you felt different feelings. Yeah, I mean, the whole purpose of going to Arkansas was to be under an older mentor to really learn from from him. And we did learn a lot in those three years. We had a lot of. Um, teens that we loved very, very much. And we're still friends with them today. But in our hearts, we knew that wasn't the end goal. The end goal was to plant a church. And so, you know, we were already prepared. Yes, it was great to have all those things. um, But really, our hearts were not planted in Arkansas. They were already planted elsewhere. And we weren't sure if it was going to be, you know, we were talking about Portland for a while or not Portland, Seattle. Mm -hmm. And then um, God kind of closed the door on that. But then when he said LA, I'm like, mm, yes, this is where this yeah. is where we need to come. Yeah. And I already had been praying about LA for years, and it just was really cool to see God put it on both our hearts. So really, you know, it's bittersweet to say goodbye to some people, but when you know you're finally going to the mission that God like first puts on your heart, you're just excited. So that's, you know, we were excited to leave the house. It was an easy thing. It was an easy thing to give those things up in that way. You know, there was other times where we had to sacrifice other times and it was harder, Mm -hmm. but not that time. That time was easy. It was fun. We were excited. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of um, just hope and faith what God was going to do. So it was exciting. Nice. And you guys, when you guys came to the LA area, do you feel like? Everything just started to click. Everything just started to come. Doors were being opened. You felt like, okay, this is this is where God wants us. This is where something that um, we've been called. This is where it is. This is where we're going to stop. Or do you feel like when you came to L.A., you came to um, Victory back then, um, do you feel like, all right, this is a spot. We're going to just be for like a minute, and then, but we're actually going to go somewhere else. We're going to go plant somewhere else, but this is just a spot you know, for yeah. a season or two or like that. Or, or do you felt like this is, where, this, is where, this is it. This is where we're going to be at. This is going to be the church that we're going to continue to grow and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you felt or? Yeah, I think when we, when we came here, I knew God uh, was calling, was calling and behind it and was calling us to start. And so, uh, and it never was like a stepping stone of like, Hey, start this and then hope you can then try to get a better career down the road. It was not a career move. Mm-hmm. It was a life. It felt, it felt to me, it felt to us like it was a life calling. Like, Hey, this is something I'm calling you to. Yeah. And my vision was always to, to start something and to, be there the rest of my life. And this is just what we're going to do. And, um, and I think that calling was anchored. It was pretty solid. So, um, when that calling is real and you have that confidence that God is in it and God has led you, then, um, I think the chip started to fall into place when there was a lot of hard work though, but, uh, it was not given to us. It was definitely a lot of hard work. Um, but it wasn't, it definitely wasn't like, Hey, this is something for us to do while we have little kids that are little. And then once they turn 10, like, okay, we got to find something more stable. It was like, no, like, this is like, this is it. We're doing it. And if, if we drown, we all drown together. But like, we know God has led us to do this. Um, and that, that was, 
that was for real. So I think there's a lot of not a lot of things that you can be positive about in your life, but there are a few things that I am very positive about. Yeah. And I think God's calling for us uh, to Los Angeles Metro and where we are right now mm-hmm. is definitely where God want, has called us. Yeah, you know, so that's good. No, yeah, and you know, uh, God be praised for that for being you guys being open. You know, opening your hearts for that and listening to the Holy Spirit because you guys could have easily like, nah, let's go somewhere else and stuff. Then um, you've seen your fruits and your labors. I've seen as as you know how how the church has grown. You know how I came and um, how my story was with yeah, just my brother just telling me about this church that come check out this church. All right, sure, whatever. You know, I didn't I didn't really come intentions of going to church. I came to do my own thing from Lancaster. You know, because I, I was like. My brother told me, like, there's a church out here. It's like the sister church of, of Lancaster. I'm like, bro, I, I left Lancaster, so I don't have to be part of Lancaster. So <laughs> last thing I want to do is be part of it again. He's like, oh, just check it out. It's different. And, yeah, and, like, just the story, how it all came into twine. And, like, th- I mean, we're thankful for that, you know. Um, I mean, you got, you know, you married us. <laughs> you married us. And the stories that have been built, you know, around the church, it's, it's, it's insane and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, thank you for, for sharing that intro, a little intro of, of that. And, um, I mean, how long it's been... How many years since? since so I've been since? here. Uh, so we've been here uh, eleven years this month, and then you guys got married. Um, how many years did you guys get married? We've been married for six years. Okay, because so. we really got to know each other um, in the classroom that we actually lived in for a little bit. Uh, yeah. And I talked to you and Lydia yes. then, and okay. then um, okay, it was the ultimatum. Oh, you said, yeah, hey, get married or break yeah. up because you guys are living in sin. More yeah. Like, Oh man! <laughs> I, was, I left out. I was like, "Why do you have to put it that way, man?" Like, like, lady, I was like, "I don't know what to do," and I was just like, "Uh." Were we sitting on those little green chairs? No, we were. Um, I think what were we doing? No, we were in the little preschool room. I think we were in a preschool room yeah. talking. Maybe there's boxes. We were. It was not necessarily where you should be sitting. You were on a. Tub, you were on one little <laughs> shipping. Yeah, yeah. Something. Here, it wasn't an office. office. Yeah, it was not a. It was a makeshift office. You made one office. Yeah. I think you remember you sat on a tote, one of those green totes. Yeah. You're like, you're like all right. Oh, and I was like, okay. uh, where do I yeah. sit? Where should we sit here? <laughs> Pull up a bucket. I'm like, okay. Oh my Let's goodness. talk. You're... Let's just talk about it. Yeah. And I remember mad. distinctly, um, it was a an ice cream social. Oh wow. Where in that in that building behind? Oh, back behind, in the day when you yeah, ice cream that, socials. That's when you guys sat down. And now we just go to Baskin Robbins. Yeah. Now we just yeah. go yeah right across the street. <laughs> and, um, yeah. I remember the ice cream social. You sat down. You guys both sat down with mm. the lady and just got to know us. I'm like wow. Where's that? And I was like, oh snap, yeah, you know, and we just talked about it, and then, yeah, and lo and behold, we're here. I still have photos of that wedding at, um, at uh, not Debell, but Castaway. Castaway. Yeah, I still have photos. I was looking at those the other day, and of us taking photos. Seems like it was yesterday, bro. Oh man, it feels like it was yesterday. It's coming up on seven years now. Wow. In March, and that's wild. It doesn't feel like it. Just it just feels like I just barely got married to Lydia. It's it's wild. It's a wild ride. Yeah, it is. It's crazy because. When people, when I talk to some of the members of the church here that are newer, that I've like expressed like, oh, how long you've been here? And I've been explaining, and I'm like, oh, snap. Like, I just felt like two years ago, we just got into this building. But yeah, like, yeah. It's been longer than that. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, fast. you're right. Like all the stuff that's been, and I try to block out all like the horrible stuff we had oh, to go yeah. through. And I'm just like, I don't, but it's like, I need to remember that all stuff. The to travel rem- years. Yeah. All the, the tear down, the build up, the, the coming <laughs> around. Drape. Yeah, you know, you know, come in for prayer, and only when it's like uh, yeah. six of us coming yeah. to pray, yeah. and we're just like, one night on the stage. Yeah, yeah, and we're just like, it's, it's hot. It was hot that one time. Mm-hmm. We had to get mm-hmm. the fans in here, and and I was like, there was. A, I'll be honest, there were times where I was with Lydia, and I was like, I do. Should we be here? Like, should we? Should we ride with these people? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I think it was after when we were moving from Pickwick, and uh, we're like yeah. bouncing. 
Those are dark days. Yeah, those are yeah, those are days where I was just like, I was, I was probably I thinking, should I be here the same time? <laughs> <laughs> should I keep pastoring? I don't know if I should. You know, Arkansas didn't should seem we go so bad. Should we go ice skating? It's right here. <laughs> we should go ice skating. Yeah, it was it was it was times where it's like, you know, like, should I should I go? Should, oh, I, should I we keep you. going? And we've seen we've seen members come and go. Oh yeah. You know, I thought members that were here before me would stay and they're gone. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, wow, like just how LA is. LA is, is super yeah. transient, yeah. and that's one of the more discouraging aspects. But yeah. it's cool though to see your church grow yes. across the nation. It is whether you wanted to or not. Yes, you I, know, I agree with that. Yeah, and I'm glad we suck it out. I'm glad, you know, I'm I doubted it, but I'm like I'm one of those like loyal people. I'm like I'm yeah. just, I'm just ride or die. Like ride I, I've die. been here with this church since. Victory times. I'm mm-hmm. gonna be here till the the end times, you know. So and you're it, right. Some people will just come for a while, and then when it doesn't feel like church, they'll drift away. But then they'll come back. So we've seen, yeah, people steady come, come flow. People yeah. coming and yeah, going. It's good. You know, it's a unique story too, and um, it's really cool because it's so much more than just going to a church that's already been there. Yeah. Uh, actually, seeing something founded and established, yeah. and the work gone into yeah. it, and being able to experience some days that, you know. We probably never build experience again. Uh, yeah. Are very very precious things to yeah. have. Yeah. Moments, yeah. We just, it was just like, especially when it was like only like ten of us meeting yeah. here to pray. Like those yeah. moments are like stuck in my heart. Where I'm like, this is my family. Yeah. This is my church family. This is what we're in it. We're yeah. in it for the long run and stuff like that. And we we shed tears together. We've laughed together. And it's just it's it's been a crazy ride. Which we can segue into like kind of dark moment in your time in your life, Pastor. That that, yeah. that occurred. Um, how long, how long has it been since the the, the, the stroke? Yeah, um, well, it was July seventeenth is when it happened, and so I don't know. I stopped counting days. <laughs> yeah, 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 I used yeah. to count days. Yeah, yeah. Like, days, hours, seconds. I know. <laughs> Moments like, oh, man. <laughs> am I gonna live past this day? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you yeah. Beat your record, man. You beat your record. I beat my like, I beat one hundred. <laughs> yeah, there you uh, go. So yeah. July, yeah, July seventeenth is when it happened. So I guess August seventeenth, September, October, November. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're going on uh, what August, September, October, November. See if I know my math. December, five months, yeah. five, five months. months. I guess we're going oh, almost five months. Five months. Okay. Um, and so yeah, it's going by quick, wow, man. Yeah. For those that are listening here, um, Pastor, we had uh, five months ago. Uh, Pastor was a victim of an unfortunate attack of a stroke, and um, it was it was. It was intense. I'll say it was very intense for us. For me personally, it was intense because that happened, and then my grandpa thing happened where he fell sick, ill, and then he ended up passing away a couple uh, back in, uh, was it during Labor Day? Labor Day weekend? He passed away during that time. And so I was like, I was, doing, I was like, oh man, what's going to happen with the pastor? And then my, my grandpa like passed away, and I'm like, God, what is happening? What are you doing? Like, what's, what's going on? And so it was very, I'm pretty sure everyone else in the church has their own ways that has affected their lives and stuff like that. But for me personally, yeah, for Lydia and I, we were just like, what, what is happening? Like, I was like, is the rapture happening? What's going on? Like, like is the apocalypse? What's going on? You know, and it was, it was tough. It was very tough. You know, I thought like, I'm like, man, can, like, why, why, why? Like, I had just a big why. Why, what's going on? You know, what, what is happening? Um, you know, and so um, talking back, back in July. So when it first, when, 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 when you, when you had the stroke, like what was going on? What were you What were you doing during that time? Were you? Yeah, it was so we were we took uh we took June off like I think mid June like June let's say June fifteenth it might have been give or take a few days. Right. Uh, we said we're gonna travel a little bit, so we took about four weeks off with the families we normally do every summer. Right. And so the kids are out of school, kind of their sports are breaking, and so we did uh, we did like a, a week at Newport Beach in our RV. We did a week in like San Diego in our RV. 
And then we did we did a few other small things, and then uh, it kind of was winding down. And I remember we got back like um, let's let's say July fifteenth, July fourteenth, right. or maybe July thirteenth. My birthday was July thirteenth. I turned thirty eight years old, okay. and uh, I think we just were getting back in town a few days before that. Okay. And then um, that weekend we went to church. We went to another church here in L.A. Uh, we kind of were still off, and that was July sixteenth. And then I remember I was playing golf with a couple guys at church. I play golf with um, quite a bit. And, um, and that was July 17th and just kind of a normal day. I just mm-hmm. kind of woke up in the morning and we slept in, it was summertime, typical yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, uh, probably, you know, we stayed up a little late the night before, hung out, you know, as a family and then yeah. slept in then Monday morning. Um, I was like, should I go play golf? Should I not? Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was a hot day. It was summertime. So it was a heat wave coming in. Gotcha. And, um, and yeah, it was just kind of like, it was just normal day though. It was yeah. like, Hey, we have four o'clock tea time. Yeah. Um, like I do at all golf times, I pull up like right at four o'clock pretty yeah, much. And yeah. so I got a text message. It was like three fifty eight, three fifty seven. Like, hey, are you here? Yeah. Our tea time's going. Just pulling up. Just pulling up right now. Yeah. So I remember throwing my golf shoes on. It was like right there. Walk up. I get the golf cart. A couple guys were in the clubhouse, uh, hole one, and uh, yeah, kind of walking up to hole one. Um, I st- I kind of was feeling a little off. I kind of just felt like I was getting a little almost like dehydrated. It's like dang, I drink more water. It was hot yeah. it was up in that area we were golfing to in Somar. Okay. It was, feels like it's a little hotter in that end of the valley. Yeah, and um, and so it might have been put pressing close to a hundred. And um, but I mean, it was nothing like. I mean, obviously, I'm used to being outdoors, used to right. playing sports, things yeah. like that. So it was fine. Um, and other people were playing golf that day. And so yeah, just kind of hole one, uh, teed off, and then um. I remember kind of maybe hole one, hole two, started to feel a little bit uh, dis dehydration, a lot of tunnel vision. I don't get a lot of tunnel vision. So when I started to get it, I was like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. And it was just like everything's, ca- the whole world's coming in uh, yeah. very tight and you're seeing really small tunnel. Yeah. And uh, so that was kind of unique. And then, um, and I don't know, probably during that whole tunnel vision time, the blood clot could have been forming right during then yeah. because obviously the area of the brain, the cerebellum, where the where your equilibrium is and yeah. your vision is and all your motor skills, yeah. it's all back there in that area where the clot happened. Yeah. And so obviously probably during the whole one, whole two, all that was going on. I didn't even know. I did, so I just started tr- chugging water. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just normal golf day. We were playing. Yeah. I didn't want to tell the guys I was feeling sick because because everyone is like getting off work early to play. Yeah. It was a Monday, and, and uh, some of these guys were like, "Hey, it was four o'clock tea time." They're rushing to get there, yeah. so I was like, "Hey, I'm just hot. I brought some water. I'm gonna chug water, and we're gonna get through it." I don't want to be the guy that's like, "I gotta go sit in the clubhouse." Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's hot. Yeah. That just sounds not very manly. Yeah, and so right. I'm a little hot, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "No, I'm gonna beat these guys." <laughs> and so and I was hitting the ball very well. And so yeah. and so I mean, for the fact that I had a blood clot in my brain and I was hitting the ball pretty well like i'll take that because yeah. golf's a challenging sport and so, so you're still, you're still hitting i was in it good hitting it maybe it was the blood clot i was hitting it i probably was playing one of my best games yeah, yeah i was in the ball good and i was having stroke, fun stroke helped you bro the stroke helped me yeah stroke helped me my stroke yeah for real i know it did okay. something good so, okay yeah. so how did like so when it occurred when it when yeah boom, you 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 passed out and everything uh-huh were you like Feeling like drowsy, we feeling kind of like, oh, my eyelids are getting heavy, or is it instant like just black and just just passed out? Or yeah, yeah. Like what was like what was the instant? It was instantaneous, or did you start kind of slow, slowing down? Like uh-huh. like what, what was like the like physical yeah. feeling of that of when that happened? So so I was pushing through the dehydration. I felt like I was gonna pass out. Uh, got through the first few holes. Got to the 
tee box. I kept saying it's hole five, but I think I was go- I was had breakfast with the guy I golfed with the other day, and he said it was hole four. Mm-hmm. So let's go with hole four because he was way more alert than I was. And so let's say hole four, and we were on the box, and it was it was, it was definitely a par three. And I had my five iron. It was about 190-something yard par three. I got out, and I, I was still feeling a little hot, but I, I, I drank water. I was feeling good. I had an ice cube in. Yeah. And I felt, like, I, I felt like it was just more like kind of hot, fatigued, yeah. a little bit drowsy, mm-hmm. but not really. I was like, I'm, I'm good. Sure. And so I got up with my five iron, hit a, a phenomenal shot, like, you know, within a few inches of the hole. Yeah, and, nice. and I was just like, yeah, yeah, you know. And they were all kind of just watching me like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, like, in the matter of a moment, I just basically, like, went down, dude. It was just the craziest thing in the world. Like, I just yeah. – the, the basically everything – it was almost like a – you know, video game, I guess. And yeah. everything was just like, you know, it, it was just like, down. oh, like everything just me power button, dude. Really? And I just kind of dropped. And then there's this little, little ball cleaner thing. I think it is right there. They plug in the ground. You clean yeah. your balls, the ball, golf balls in. Yeah. And I remember I fell and knocked that thing over and, yeah. and they were all like, oh dude, are you all right, man? And I immediately like, tried to get back up quick because I was like, it's not very manly to collapse in front of other dudes. Yeah, yeah. And so like, I'm getting back up yeah. and uh, I'm fine. What's in that water you drink, yeah, bro? <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm sober. I'm good. You know, like literally. Yeah. Uh, and I stood up, you know, fast, but I was still was like, could not, I, everything was off. The whole world was spinning a million miles oh, per hour. Yeah, and so I think at that time, obviously that equilibrium, I mean, the balance, it was horrible. I could not, I, I tried to grab onto the golf cart and I was like, I was like hanging on the side of a cliff. I just, I just was hanging tight as I could. Um, and they tried to lift me and put me like in the golf cart and then run me to the clubhouse and they ran me there. And then I just, it was just, uh, I, I remember that. That felt like the longest drive of my life, dude. Really? Um, this guy I've golfed with a few times. He's the brother-in-law of, of the guy that comes to Church of City Light that I was golfing with. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he pulled up the clubhouse and he was like, "You want me to carry you in or help help you get in?" Mm-hmm. I, I think he was like, "You want me to help you get in, not carry me in. Want to help me yeah. help you get in?" But honestly, I was too out of it, dude. And so I I literally rolled off the golf cart and I crawled. The concrete was hot because it was hot outside. Yeah. And I remember just crawling like like army crawling from the golf cart up the side of this ramp. Really? Into the clubhouse, and I literally army crawled because I was. I just was like, they told me there was. I needed. I, I thought I needed cold air, and I wanted to get in the clubhouse and get cold air. And yeah. I was just, I was gone, dude. And the, really? and the, and this guy was like, this dude was actually like panicking. He's like, oh, dude, you okay? You okay? And I was just like, I mean, everything just like will not stop spinning. Yeah. Got into the clubhouse. Um, they had to help me sit up at a table. I remember him trying to get me to sit in a chair, but still, I just, it just, I never felt this way before. It was just yeah. like the room was flying, was right. doing, was yeah. going very, very fast. Yeah. And I just was trying to hold on for dear life. And, um, and then they tried, gave me water, Gatorade. They told me, hey, you need to get to this other end area of the clubhouse with AC stronger. And so again, we're all thinking dehydration. So then I again, I like just rolled over from the chair, hit the ground, and then army crawled <laughs> to this X area. <laughs> and I was like, I dude, got this. I mean, because to try to carry someone as dead weight, yeah. I mean, that's kind of hard, especially if you're not trained. Yeah. And uh, and I was definitely dead weight. And and then I crawled to that area, and then I uh, they gave me a sandwich. And that was the worst thing to give me um, oh. to eat because then I took one bite of the sandwich and then I had no death to throw up. I threw up everywhere. Oh. And uh, and then uh, I just was – I was losing it, man. I was like they were trying to get water. Nothing would come in. Wow. So at this time I was I was, I was was alert, but it was I was not alert. I was throwing up, very dizzy, could not stand. Okay. Um, if they, if you, I no way could stand. I was, yeah. I was struggling. It was hard for me even to sit at a chair. Yeah. That's how far I, – I couldn't even sit at a chair. Oh. Um, and then – 
I asked the guy, I said, hey, you may want to call 911 because, and I don't ever ask anyone to call 911. So that was, that was the weirdest part. I was like, dude, I'm, something's not right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, need, I need an IV bag. I need something. I'm dehydrated. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, like wanting to act like an expert doctor, like I need an IV bag. I need, I'm dehydrated. That's what I thought. And, um, yeah, no, give me something, man. I'm, I've seen ER. I've seen whatever that movie is. Show is. I've seen all these shows. Yeah, what is that? What show we watch? Lone Survivor. Oh, maybe that one. <laughs> that is a good one. I felt like Lone Survivor jumping off a cliff. Yeah, and so I, uh, yeah, and so I, and so I remember they called nine one one. The guys, I was the other rest, of the other two guys we were golfing with. By that time, they kept playing golf, uh, but I think they realized that I didn't come back after one hole. They're like, we better go back and check on them, and uh, and so they came back and checked on me, and then uh, yeah, dude, nine one one got there, and um, they. Uh, my, I still don't know what happened to my shirt, my Travis Matthews golf polo that I bought at Dick's Sporting Goods, which I love that shirt. Uh, they took that off, and then they um, they did a bunch of stuff to me. I don't know. And then they they checked, been, you. They, they checked you for a stroke. They checked me for a lot there at the golf course. Um, yeah, and then I uh, I got up into they I, they asked me to get up into the gurney after they asked me do you want me do you want us to take you in or you want us to you want to drive yourself to the hospital and I was like bro I'm not driving nowhere and I'm out of it and no one really knew like what I had um, but I just said I, I I'm take me anywhere I'm going I'll get anywhere I just need help and uh, and so they 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 asked me if I wanted to walk to the gurney thing and I couldn't walk I stood up once and collapsed and then they basically took like numerous firefighter guys to pit, hold me and then lift me and put me into this thing. And then I, uh, and then from there they put me in the back of a car and took me to the first hospital. So you were you were conscious during the whole time. That, I was uh, conscious during that. Okay. Yeah. But were you were you able to understand what everyone? Yeah. And obviously you're saying that. Yeah. Like when someone would ask you a question, you'd be able to respond back away. Mm -hmm. Did it sound like? Did it sound like? Was it hard to like? Like, uh, like understand what someone was saying or like comprehend like what's going on? Like, hey, are you okay? Like, yeah, I'm okay, all right. Or yeah. was it kind of like sounding like? Everything felt like a dream or felt like a haze because you're yeah. just like, what is going on like that, you know? Yeah, no, I would comprehend. They would ask me how I was doing. A lot of the questions they're asking me, I didn't have answers to because they were searching. Like, hey, Nick. Like, a lot of it was like, hey, you know, you're out of it. I mean, I, was, I probably looked like a crackhead. And they were like, you know, hey, are you uh, are you on anything? And I'm like, no, dude, like nothing. Like, you know, I've had water, you know. And they're, I mean, they're searching questions like, hey, this ain't normal, man. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, they're literally, like, I could tell them all, like, we don't know what to do. We don't know the other guy. Um, and... They, I don't think they really knew, and they were asking me, and and I just, and they asked, then they asked me, okay, if you want us to take you in, what hospital you want to go to? And I've never been to a hospital. I have perfect health, yeah. never have any conditions right. at all. Um, and I'm like, I don't know what hospital. The first closest one you can get me to, like yeah. I've got no clue how to answer these questions. Yeah. Uh, just get me somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I said, here's my wallet. Check my 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 uh, my medical cards and my um, health insurance cards in there. Yeah. It's, and they said, well, you know, obviously it was Kaiser um, as my health insurance. And they said, you know, well, the closest hospital we can take you to is not Kaiser. It's one right on the corner here. And uh, I remember I said, okay, I'll go there. And um, I had no clue what hospital really had no clue the differences of hospitals yeah. um, at that time. And I don't really think anyone even thought it could be serious. I think it was more just like, let's get, an, let's get him an IV bag. Yeah, let's just get him. Give him some Advil. You'll be fine. Yeah, give him Advil. Yeah, give him some Advil. Give him Advil. Let me go play golf again. Yeah, yeah. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So did it, did it get worse as as you went to the hospital, or like in a kind of just stayed yeah. the same like that? Because I know like, um, I think you said that like were you in a coma or something like that, or or like some sort of coma? Or like, it felt like it, it was get, like it, you were teetering. So like yeah, it yeah. felt from where you explained where like you kind of were out of it. Like did yeah. it start to like increase? So like all right, now it's getting you're getting 
Yeah. It's this emergency now. We got to take care of yourself. Or was it kind of steady? And then there'd be a point where like you just started dropping. We're like, right now, some something else went wrong or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. Did, did it get worse when you get to the hospital, or were you still kind of out of it uh-huh. at the hospital? Are you in and out and stuff like that. Like how? Yeah. Like were you feeling? Like, I, I could assume like you were on medication and stuff like that when you're over yeah. there. So I felt like everything was just like you were just high the whole time. Like, hey, yeah. like what's up? You know, like yeah. what's going on? Yeah. How, how did how did how did that, <laughs> how did your feelings go during yeah. that during that wild ride? That first hospital I went to, man, honestly, like, you wouldn't think it did, but, and I hated down hospitals, but it almost felt like I was in a third world country. Really? Um, it was bad. I went to this hospital, and they brought me in on the way to the hospital in the back of the ambulance. Then I went, the paramedic that was working on me, I actually found out, he started talking about, we played baseball together in Las Vegas. No um, way. My age, 38 years old. And then I asked him for a throw up bag, like, on the ride. Yeah. And so he's like, don't throw up, don't throw up, don't throw up, and gave me this bag. And, uh, and 911 sirens going, flying through intersections, you know, it was the craziest thing. Wow. Uh, and then they carted me into the ER, and then, and then the ER lady took me down to this, like, hallway in the basement. And I remember sitting in this hallway for, like, an hour in this gurney and and waiting for a CT machine. Really? And uh, and that was like, dude, that was the longest hour of my life. It honestly really? felt like a third world country. It was like, really? I mean, the, it felt like this I was on this on this chair, but it felt like it was just flipping like a million miles per hour. So sitting there for like an hour, yeah. like just feeling this flipping, and uh, no one around. And like, is what country am I in? Where's yeah. everyone at? And uh, and then then finally saying, okay, the CT machine's open, wheeling me in there, helping me uh, transfer me from one gurney to another to the machine was a very crazy thing. Really? Uh, you know, I had no shirt on. Obviously, I had just thrown up everywhere like an hour earlier um, and trying to get me into this machine. And I've had no hit medical history. So I'm like, dude, what are these? Like, what am I doing? Yeah. All I knew, man, is like I should not be spinning that bad. It was yeah. un- unbearable amount of flipping. Yeah. Uh, wow. And just like don't move me because if you move me, I'm going to throw up again. Wow. Uh, and I had this bag the whole time. And uh, yeah, they did the machines and then they put me back on this gurney and stuck me in the hall again for who knows how long until the nurse came back down and got me. And uh, it was honestly like a scene that you would not imagine happening in America. Um, It was crazy. And so it was disgusting. And uh, yeah, and then brought me back up into the room and I brought back in the room. By that time, uh, my wife and at that time, three daughters came with her because they were um, taking the oldest girl to softball practice. And um, they had called her at the golf course and said Nick asked for nine one one. They she thought that was weird, but we think it's just dehydrated. So she was coming to the ER, probably like, "What's my husband doing? Does he know we have a busy schedule?" Yeah. yeah. Um, no. And uh, <laughs> walked in with the three girls, and I remember seeing them. They came in, and at that time, they, they may have given me like something for a headache because my head did start hurting on the ambulance drive over. Yeah. But I remember the ambulance, the paramedic was like, "Your head's hurting. That's weird." But it was like an abnormal headache. It wasn't normally headaches in the front. Yeah. This was in the back, back and okay. it felt like a very bad pressure headache, mm-hmm. but extreme bad like i've never felt pain this bad in my life oh, wow. type crushing of your head getting yeah. ran over oh, wow. um and they sat me in the chair there and all i could do was just hold on to the rails of this of this gurney for dear life oh, because i felt like if i let go i was gonna, gonna fall, fall off, off. Yeah. but i wasn't but just my brain was telling me that like i'm gonna go flying into oblivion wow. you know what i'm saying i mean it was yeah. just like the room is spinning and so i sat there for 12 hours man 12 hours of dealing with that garbage and um yeah, she ended up going home late late in the evening, like two, three in the morning. Uh, permanently went home, probably thirty minutes from us is our house from that hospital, and went home to be with the girls. And uh, yeah, I kind of finished off the night in the hospital alone, didn't sleep. And then at six in the morning, they walked in. We're like, okay, Nick, you're dismissed. And I'm like, where am I going? And they're like, well, you're dismissed. And so uh, yeah, twelve hours I was there, and I, I I actually had to ask them for a wheelchair because they dismissed me. Uh, 
from the ER room. And I asked him, I said, can I get a wheelchair? Because I can't walk to the car. And so they, they brought me a wheelchair. Rachel actually think I had to get the wheelchair. Brought me the wheelchair, put me in it, wheeled me out. We got to the front entrance of the hospital. And I said, well, you might want to go get the car because I can't go out there this far. And so she brought the car up to like the entrance of the hospital. And then I like wheeled out and then I had to somehow try to hold on for dear life. Like, again, I'm flipping 100 miles per hour. Yeah. Um, so, and I didn't know. Yeah, still. Yeah. Really? And I did not know I had this blood brain clot, like a blood clot in my brain Yeah. Um, that they did not see on the CT scan, I guess. That's what they tell me. I've not prodded into this. I've not gone yeah. deeper. It's just yeah. the first, yeah, the very first one. Yeah, the very first hospital did not see it, I guess. Wait, so um, they dismissed They, they discharged they dis- me. They dis- and I don't even remember seeing a doctor, hearing a doctor. They discharged me, discharged after 12 hours next what? morning. Where do I go? Yeah. I think they may have thought I was a nut job. Who knows what they thought it was? Yeah. And I, I really, I'm just glad I'm alive. But looking back, there's so many things that I probably should go and talk to that ER about. Yeah, I'm like, um, yeah, them Because they did discharge me. Yeah. Uh, she pulled the car up. I held on for dear life to walk to the car, uh, feeling like the room was still flipping a million miles per hour. Got in the car. She drove me home. And that was Tuesday morning, July 18th. Mm-hmm. And then I um, was home all day that day in bed. Again, not sleeping much. Room flipping, no medication. They gave me nothing. But you didn't want to go back to an ER. They didn't want to go back to the ER. They they told me that the CD scan was clear at the the hospital we were at. Um, Tuesday, I was like, let's just stay here. They said I'm fine. They did the CT scan. The medical professionals looked at me. They said I'm fine. Obviously, I got no clue what's wrong. Let me just try to sleep this thing off. And um, all day Tuesday... Uh, to Wednesday morning. Uh, and I mean, I would try to get, it was so bad. I would try to get out of bed and I would just like roll off the bed and crawl to the bathroom. Uh, cause I could not, I could not walk. It was, walk it was yet. just, there's two room was flipping too bad. Yeah. Um, and I was too out of it. I try to stand and I would just fall into something like it was oh, just horrible. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then, so they were watching TV in the other room. Um, Monday, Wednesday morning, July 19th, I think she was like, okay, you're not getting better. We're going to another, uh, another urgent care, um, which is with my insurance provider mm-hmm. and we're going to, uh, get you, get you help. Yeah. And so that was Wednesday morning, 9am brought me to that one in Pasadena. And they, again, saw another physician and, um, said, uh, whatever he said, really gave, gave, him an IV. gave me an IV, gave me an anti-anxiety pill, um, said, I'm not sure what's wrong. He didn't want to do a new CT. He said, I'm going to go off of the CT that the first hospital did, and it looks fine. Um, and monitored basically monitored me for a little bit. Yeah. How long? Hour and a half. Hour and a half, two hours. And then um, after that, man, sent me, sent me home again. Uh, really? Wednesday, Wednesday, July 19th. And no. so I went home and probably that time. Still the vertigo, still the Oh, the vertigo was so bad. The spinning was so bad. The dizziness, no walking. Slurred speech was there. Um, A lot of indicators that you look up about stroke indicators were actually there. I think the biggest thing was just the age to these people, and they didn't do the proper work of doing it. Because if they would have done MRI, they would have saw that the the tissue of the brain was just dead and that there was no oxygen supplied there. And they would have saw there was a stroke. Um, And so they, they did not do the proper study. Yeah. And they did not do the proper care, and they re- released me. And then uh, Wednesday, July nineteenth, got home again, falling out of bed. It was it was it was worse than I think any of us knew. Yeah. Um, was, and then no, it was it was much worse by the time we got home. <laughs> much worse. Really? Like, he wasn't making sense anymore. His words were so slurred. Um, and was then his face drooping too. Like no, I, I nothing drooping. Really? It was just all slurred speech and. I put him to bed. He hadn't slept for a long time. So finally, because of that anti-anxiety pill, he finally like slept a little bit. And I was in the living room and I heard a big thud and he had fallen out of bed and slammed right into the wall. 
And so I got him back in. We said, I need to take you somewhere. He's like, no, no, I'm fine. I just need a rest. So I got him back in. A few seconds later, slam right in the wind. Uh, I found him between furniture up against the wall. Um, He couldn't even stand upright. Third time I went in, third thud, I noticed he was not breathing like very well. He was, he was sucking in and I said, Nick, you're not breathing very good. Um, and I know the signs. And so I said, I'm taking you right now to the ER, but I'm thinking, how am I even supposed to get him to the car? Because he can't even stand upright. And I'd already helped him to the car several times through those other hospitals. Mm -hmm. And it was tough, Mm -hmm. you know, to get him there when he couldn't even stand up. So I called 911. He's sitting in the bed saying, you don't call him, don't call him. (laughs) And I was like, I just turned my back to him, dialed 911. Mm -hmm. Felt like, kind of felt robotic at first because I just, I had to kind of ignore everything and just call. And so that's when I called 911 because he was struggling to breathe. Yeah. Yeah, so I I went into, when the 911 came, um, then they, when they came in, um, I, I met the 911 guys now, uh, but uh, one of the 911, one of the paramedics that came in uh, had actually come to City Light months, maybe years ago, uh, and he thought he recognized me, but I'm I'm so gone, dude. I don't remember any of this. Uh, but he told me he only reason he looked at he found like a card in my wall and was like, oh, it said City Light on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I remember them coming in the room, and I was spot on the bed again, holding on for dear life. Like I felt like I was flying, like you know, like yeah. whatever that. <laughs> That movie is of uh, Sandra Bullock where she's like in the space cadet. Gravity. Oh, gravity. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I I was thinking about that movie. Oh, bro, I'm like flipping, dude. A million miles per hour, dude. I feel like I was in space and I'm like just going. They're like asking me these questions. I could not stand. Nothing was getting better. And uh, and I remember them. In my mind, I remember them having an argument. Uh, It was the engineer, which I met now. And there was two paramedics. One was documenting the case, mm-hmm. and the other one was the paramedic kind of overseeing the case. Mm-hmm. And there was an engine and a paramedic that pulled up at the house because it was a breathing situation. Mm-hmm. And um, they were they were dialogue. Where do we take them? And I remember I said I'm Kaiser guy, and they and and the paramedic that was kind of overseeing my case, and the other paramedic was documenting. I felt like it was an argument because they were kind of arguing about uh, did he have a stroke? Where should we bring him? Should we bring him to a regular? hospital um or where should we take him to and i remember the one guy was like no like we're bringing him to glendale memorial and uh, that was and that guy he he uh has john yeah he he uh he saved my life really yeah that's crazy why (laughs) wasn't met him in person yet but i got to see him and give him oh really oh man (laughs) glendale memorial okay all right so they have a they have a comprehensive stroke center oh okay wow yeah you haven't met him he was one. sick the day we went to the fire department. Oh, set that awards. up, man. Set it up. Oh, yeah. we're friends, yeah, on, we tried we're to see friends him. on Instagram. Yeah. We FaceTimed him. We yeah. FaceTimed him. Yeah. Yeah. His name's John? Yeah. John, you're a real one. Yeah. You're a real one, John. You're a real one. Save my dear John. friend. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, so the, pro- the problem was is um, the, 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 the cerebellum, which is the back of your brain, the part that controls your vision, motor skills, your balance, everything is there. That... When a stroke happens, it was an ischemic stroke. So there's obviously that. We hear some of them have an aneurysm. Yeah. They call that a certain type of stroke when the yeah. blood vessel explodes and yeah. it bleeds out and you don't yeah. get air or oxygen or blood to that part of your brain. Okay. Well, this was actually an ischemic stroke, which was a blood clot, which oh. is the, the typical type of stroke that okay. happens okay. majority of the time. Uh-huh. And uh, for some reason, the blood clot back there. Um, and that part of the brain was not getting blood flow or oxygen for a few days. Yeah. And so, um, which was causing your brain has four ventricles, yeah. 
and and uh, kind of things I don't know about the brain that I don't want to know. Um, <laughs> and what was ultimately causing those ventricles to swell. Uh, so if you look at your brain, has got plumbing naturally out of your. Uh, there's there's fluid that kind of circulates yeah. in your brain. Yeah. Um, it, it nothing was properly circulating uh-huh. because everything was so swollen. Yeah. Which is causing there to be more fluid built up in your brain yeah. because it had nowhere to go. Yeah. Which was Come ultimately on. leading to your brain shifting. Which mm. I think they call it herniating. I'm not positive. I'm right. not a medical person, but they there's a term for it that yeah. your brain was going to shift, and when that brain shifts, it it basically is fatal. It's death, oh, and wow. so the pressure was getting so severe that it was causing oxygen supply to get cut off. It was causing wow. the brain to about to move. Yeah, and when that brain moves, you're either yeah. brain dead or you're dead. Yeah. And that was ultimately the term they use is hydrocephalus, which is fluid on the brain, mm-hmm. um, which is not necessarily normal hydrocephalus because I wasn't born with that or have that problem. Mm-hmm. It was more so just the swelling was so bad, the fluid was so built up yeah. that uh, I was losing oxygen. And, oh, and wow. the brain surgeon said I was like within an hour, within an hour of death. And so it was... It was getting close, and that, and they brought me to the, the Glendale Memorial is a comprehensive stroke center, and so that you have to have neurosurgeons on call, on site that are trained on how to do this. Yeah. Um, and other hospitals just wouldn't have been trained, and yeah. I could have sat there for an hour and died, yeah. you know. Yeah. And and so that they brought me to that one. They had the people trained, and they brought me in, and and um, I went into a coma though when they wheeled me out of my house. I went, I, I went blank, and so that was gone. And so I remember my neighbor across the street <laughs> throwing up a peace sign, like peace, and still like wanted to be cool, like I'm the neighbor that keeps the neighborhood clean. Yeah, and yeah. my yard's perfect and yeah, like you know I'll, I'll blow your yard off you know yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll help you set up your lights I'm gonna help your set of lights up yeah, yeah, yeah. you know uh, oh my like that guy off of uh Whatever that move, Santa Claus movie we're watching right now. Anyways, yeah, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so, but yeah, still, I like, try to keep it cool. Like, I'm fine. Paramedic shouldn't be here. Peace, guy. I'll be back soon. I don't know why I'm going to this hospital. And like, literally, put me in the back of this paramedic, and then it just bam, bam, gone. And then the rest of the story. I mean, I didn't wake up from there until Friday. With the, I was, I was they had they put the life support tube in me, um, which is a pretty large tube with bags they put in your lungs. Um, I woke up with that tube in me Friday, so I don't I don't remember anything from that paramedic uh, at my front of my house when she called Wednesday to me waking up. I think it was I think I remember Friday maybe or maybe Thursday afternoon. So that one whole, of those times. whole chunk for you was it was just darkness. Oh, I don't remember anything. Yeah, I could have. Did it feel like you just like knocked out like like not? Oh yeah, it was like up? yeah, it was like no medicine. Just went to a nice sleep. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The only thing I know is the pictures. Lots of pictures. Lots of weird pictures that she shows me. That I'm like, no way that happened. But that was my life for a yeah. few. That was my life for about a month. I've always been curious about what, like, in a coma, what what does it feel like? What is it like? Are you still like semi conscious? Well, dude. Though, so when sleeping? I, what I'll tell you one thing that was really wild is, and I don't know if it's medication, and and I guess if you're someone not a faith and listening to your podcast, or someone as a faith, uh, I don't really know where everyone's gonna land on this, but I know what I experienced, and so I don't. It, that's all I can go off of. Um, and so, but I do remember sitting in the in the. Uh, Hospital. I, I was in ICU, and I remember this was after my brain surgery already happened. After they already, um, I think they're waiting to see if there's any brain activity in me. I remember though waking up. Uh, before I woke up though, I remember, I remember, I remember seeing a white light, and and I don't think it was the hospital light, but I do, I do feel like it was. A, so in my mind, it was like a, it was like a subconscious conversation with God. Um, and it was basically like, Hey, uh, no, like, Oh, I saw the face of Jesus. It was more just like a real conversation. Yeah. Like, and it was real. It was like, Hey, basically me asking like, Hey, does it have to end this way? Like, can I have, can I, can I, can I have brain activity? Can I live another day? Mm-hmm. Can I live longer? Like, uh, like how, like basically like, how did everything happen? Like, yeah. well, I just was up fine. 
mind. Like we already yeah. were planning like the last 20 things we're going to do this summer yeah. before school goes back into session. Like yeah. we had all these things. Like what? I just was like basically having a conversation with God. Like yeah. what is going on? Like yeah. how can this happen? This is no way. I'm young. I have four little girls. This can't yeah. happen. Yeah. And uh, and then I saw I saw these pink unicorns flying around. <laughs> and so um, I, and, and that might be because my kids talk about unicorns so oh, much. Okay. I have four. Yeah, we have four daughters. Um, but um, so so maybe. But it was a real conversation. But when I woke up there, I had this stinking tube in my throat, yeah. and I was like, I was like, where am I? And all I could do is like, I looked for her and I asked her for a piece of paper uh, so I could start draw, uh, writing stuff on, like, who, like, why am I here? What happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, 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 what? I didn't like that other hospital we went to. Yeah. Like all these things she's, I'm writing down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember seeing like some family members around me, and I'm like, it was the weirdest thing in the world. It felt like really? I was like, what in the world? It felt like something out of the Matrix, okay. bro. Wow. It was the yeah. craziest thing. You woke up, bro. You're, I woke yeah. up. Yeah. You're unplugged. You're Honestly, unplugged. I felt like the whole thing was like total recall i don't know why because really? i'm not even a big total recall fan okay. but I, I literally for the lat for for a month straight felt like i was living in total recall really oh bro i'm telling you like you just thought like all right, I, I, don't, I don't even know what i don't even know if i can tell you what total recall is yeah, about but you're i gonna go, you're gonna wake i up. have seen total recall now we need to watch it, <laughs> 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 watch it. <laughs> gotta go home and watch it again yeah and you watch it you're like no nah, no nah, nah, i was like don't <laughs> trust <laughs> nobody yeah trust the, uh, everyone's fake everyone's <laughs> fake this whole thing's memories. fake you even know for that's what i said i still have to feel myself like am i really here Am I here? You know, what's, it's funny you say that because there's a moment when I was um, 20, 21, 21. I was still living in Lancaster, and I had, I wasn't living for the Lord. I will say that. Um, but there's a time where I had, I tried some hallucinogenic drugs with uh, with, a, with a with a buddy of mine. Yeah. Um, and man, that was one of the worst days of my life. Mm-hmm. One of the worst days. Of, that's why I was like, I'm never doing anything. I'm not even touching any more cigarettes. I'm not touching anything ever again. But anyway, um, I'll probably explain that. I'll, I'll go more detail of that on another episode, guys. But um, yeah, that for that that whole time, I fe- I literally thought it was like four or five hours of like this just tormenting. Like I thought I was literally, I've I've died and this is my new reality. I'm in hell. Like I probably like this is it was horrible. Everything was horrible. Everything, like like with you, everything was spinning. For me, I felt like this eye was spinning this way and this eye was spinning the other way, and I was just like tripping. I was like this, and everything was so echoey, and I thought and. In my mind, I'm like, this is my reality. This is where I'm like, if this is hell, this is horrible. Wow. Like, do not want, I don't want anyone to ever experience this ever again. Yeah. And I felt myself like recapping, like, no, no, I'm not dead. Like, hold on. And I recapping like the events of the days of my life. Like, no, I went to, I went to school. I did this and did this. And it just kept echoing in my mind, everything echoing, echoing, echoing. And um, I thought it went for like hours, but apparently it was only like 20 minutes, 20 minutes of me just tripping out. Mm-hmm. But... The next day, I felt like, no, I'm still probably passed out somewhere. Like, I probably passed out in my backyard. Or like, I'm, this is just still part of my trip. So I'm still, like, freaking out. Like, oh, like, I felt like I had a hangover. I'm, like, m- nice messing around. I'm, like, dude. And, like, for the next three days, I thought, like, this is not my reality, man. I'm still probably passed <laughs> out scary. in my backyard. But it was scary. And it's, yeah. I'm, like, never. Like, I scared. I freaked out my brother. My brother was freaking out. My parents were in Mexico at the time. So I was just, like, so I had to call my mom. And mom, like, was like, okay, you know what? Hey, listen to me. The drugs are taking effect. You need to relax. Otherwise, if you don't relax, you're going to get into like, you're going to have like either a heart attack or something's going to go wrong with your blood pressure because you have a high blood pressure right now. Yeah. They call the family friend who's been around the, he's, he's done, he's been around the block. He knows what to do. Yeah. And so he came and he saw me and he's like, all right, get him some milk. Get him some milk right now. He's got to get this out of his system. And like, I got out of my system. I'm like in my bed, like passed out, like, like zoning out. Like what happened? And the guy's like, hey, you're lucky, man. Your hands were purple. Mm. You were freaking out. Like you, you got lucky, man. I was wow. just like what happened? He's like, you're just getting out of your system. I'm like, you have a good trip? I'm like, no, I did not. <laughs> this is horrible. And yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. It was very bad. And like, 
But I, I understand where it's like felt where like oh, this is not Out my re- control. Yeah, it's just like I, I had no control of nothing. I looked down once and it looked like I was walking. I I knew in my mind I was walking forward, but in looked down my feet were moving backwards. Yeah. And I was like, wait, am I rewinding backwards? Like what is happening? Like it's it's a whole trip. Like so I'll share the story like in detail of like everything yeah, that yeah. went down because it was just very scary. I'm yeah. like after that day, I'm like, bro, I'm not hanging out with you anymore. Yeah. I'm not done. I'm, I don't want to be with you anymore. He can be Thank pretty Thank God me. there was milk. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Praise that's the Lord the, for milk. That's you know? the moral of the yeah. story. Drink milk, guys. Have yeah, lots of milk. <laughs> Drink lots of milk. But I understand what you're feeling oh. where it's like, I, nothing was real. Like, this is not real. This is not yeah. Like, I thought my brother was, I'm like, no, you know, I'm still passed out. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wake up from my backyard and be like, bro, what happened? It was like, funny. And it was wild. But yeah, a little side story about that. Yeah. But, um, but that's, that's yeah, wild. That's like, what you explain, like, the, the coma and... Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure you did. You, you probably spoke to God. I think I did. You had, had a I think I did. Did you hear him like responding back when you talked? I did. Yeah, like, I did, kind of. Verbally, it was, it was like it was like some. It was kind of, kind of more, kind of more, not necessarily like a comeback. It was more like his response to me was like, "You're waking up." Um, mm. But I remember waking up as it was. It was pretty. It was pretty strong on me at the moment, but it was not. It, I don't believe I was imagining it. Uh, like it was. It was an imagination. I believe it was a real conversation. Oh, um, for sure, definitely. You know. It's funny because. Um, I yeah when I explained yeah you know my pastor had a stroke my dad the first thing my dad said was it a bleed or was it a clot because like you know he's he, he does MRIs yeah. he did, did MRIs before he retired and I'm like I don't know like <laughs> I don't know yeah. he's like well find out what's going on like you know because if it's this and this and this he's got to do this A B and C D and I was like I don't know I don't know like I'm still finding out information I don't know what's going on and I talked to one of my best friends who his wife is a nurse and she was like well how old is he what's going on what's happening like all this like act, act, everything. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's going yeah, on, yeah. you know. And so, but you explained it, you know, like what was going on with the blood count and stuff like that. Yeah, and my dad was like, did he catch on the MRI? And, you know, the MRI should have been caught. And I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know yeah. that. Like, I, I don't know what's going on. Like, we're all in the dark on this until we get more information yeah. and stuff like that. And so, uh, yeah, they, they should have caught on the MRI. Should yeah. have had my dad do it. He'd, I know. <laughs> should, have, should have him do it. Yeah, yeah I don't know who, I don't know who, is, who why it was, um, it happened, what happened. And I think there's so many things you can... There's so many things you can try to figure out, yeah. um, and yeah. I feel like that's been the journey we've been on for the last few months. Is like, yeah, sure. is why, why did it happen? What what? So yeah. many questions. No one's come yeah. back with solid answers. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think the piece I find is just that it did happen, yeah. and it's like at the end no. of the day, sure. like I'm I'm here, no, and then sure. I realize I should not be here, and yeah. that's not just my unprofessional opinion. That's a professional mm-hmm. opinion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you know, the surgeon's like, yo, it could have been a lot worse. If not, you just be glad you have vision yeah. and you have mobility because because yeah. the brain damage you should have brain damage uh severe um and permanent um and so yeah i think there's so many things you could try to figure out but some of those things i don't think we are going to figure out and i don't know why these so-called professionals did not do their job right but they did not do their job right and they failed extremely failed me and my family and there's so many lessons we got to learn from that i Mm -hmm. think going forward and for Mm -hmm. those that hear this just about trusting and um you know, really taking some of your health into your own hands. I agree. But when you're yeah. in an emergency situation, you're not necessarily thinking like everything, like, hey, what should we do? Yeah. Uh, yeah it's yeah. more just like, I'm here. You're the professional. Save me. Yes. Um, yes. It's not like, hey, show me your scalpel. You know how to use it. Yeah. You know, it's just like, no, like, <laughs> Come right here. Yeah, yeah, it's like, fix me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But they didn't do the job right. And, yeah. and they uh, they almost killed that's, me. That's so crazy yep. that you went, well, how many days? Three, two days before you went to Yeah, it was like, it was like three days. So it was, I think, I think it was total 76. 
five hours probably, no, I think six, we say. 76, 76 hours, hours from the time of the stroke to the surgery. Wow. Um, and she had the more scary scene because they told her when when the surgery, like, hey, uh, we're taking – they told her, like, you have to, you can tell it better than I can tell it. You tell <laughs> yeah, it. I was yeah, asking, I mean, yeah. I was going to say after Because she go experienced more of the worst part than me. Yeah, yeah. you were just you were laying down. Oh, you were just laying down. You're yeah. talking to God. You're talking to unicorns. Yeah, I mean, so the, they did the first CT scan, obviously, and no one ever did a follow-up one. That's why it wasn't caught. Yeah. If they would have just done six hours later, they would have found it, or even just a few hours later, yeah. but they didn't. So the la- the next CT scan was at Glendale Memorial in the ER because he kept losing oxygen. They kept doing the different tubes down mm-hmm. his nose, mm-hmm. was, and then it would drop. And I was sitting there with him in the ER, you know, yeah. patients on either side. Yeah. And they're, you know, they weren't saying anything in front of me, but I could see a little bit of concern. Like, why is the, he not getting enough oxygen? His yeah. numbers would can continue to drop. And I knew the numbers. I mean, I know well enough to read a, the scans yeah. or the little numbers up in yeah. the machine. And then they finally put the mask on him. And I just was thinking, okay, I, I wasn't imagining it he mm. was struggling to breathe yeah all of that seemed to be like yeah. everyone's like he's fine his oxygen's fine mm. when they're checking him at home mm-hmm. so i was at least thinking okay i was right he's not getting enough air mm-hmm. but I, what does this have to do with a headache mm-hmm. and vertigo and then the one doctor came in i haven't met her since but she said i am really concerned about your husband's brain we're going to do another ct scan and we're taking him right now so they went and took him. I just sat there and waited, and I texted a few friends and just let them know, hey, um, I don't know what's going on, you know, but we've been in, in and out of ERs. I could just pray for him right now. She brought him back in, and they said, it's going to take about five minutes to read the CT scan. We have a whole team reading it, and I'm thinking, okay, whoa. Like, usually CT scans, like, wait an hour. Yeah. They're going to read it and tell me in five minutes. Yeah. This is serious, and there's a team. And a few minutes later, she came in. She's like, this is going to be a lot for you. And I was like, just kind of intake for a second. She said he either has a tumor, a very large tumor, or a stroke, a very massive stroke. And I just sat there, and I... I just didn't say anything because I'm not the kind of person to just freak out. (laughs) I usually just like calm, like don't freak out until I know all the information kind of person. Um, But she said, we're going to have to intubate him right now and we're going to take him to emergency surgery. And I was like, wow. And, And then I was thinking, okay, I get to stand there by him. But then they said, can you stand outside the waiting room? And like a whole team of people rushed in. Yeah. And that's kind of when I lost it. I called our assistant pastor. I called his brother. And I just said, yeah. I think he might be already dead. Oh, wow. And um, that's when I saw John again. John, the paramedic, yeah. <laughs> came back yeah. in with another patient. He's like, what's going on? And I said, this is what they just told me. And, you know, he and it was just crazy. Um, he was there in that moment when I was all alone. But then... Um, you know, Josh and Marina, my, my friend Marina came and got me Starbucks coffee and they're wheeling them away. It was my one comfort at the time. Yeah. Um, no family was there yet. Mm. But I'd already thought he would probably die on the operating table next. Yeah. So um, next thing was I had to figure out, am I going to get the kids in here? What am I going to tell the kids? Mm-hmm. But I thought at that moment we weren't going to see him again. So I said, mm. if I was a kid... I would want to know what was going on with my dad. Yeah, for sure. So I brought him, and I told him the truth, and I told him I don't know what's happening, but we're going to wait here and see what happens when he comes out of surgery. Yeah. And so 
Amy got to go in, see all the tubes on him. It was really hard for her to see that, but she was glad she did. Yeah. We waited in the waiting room for, I think it was a three-hour surgery. Same thing kind of with, with God is I was standing there in the hallway and I was just like, this is it. I'm, yeah. I was waiting for them to come out and say he didn't make it off the yeah. operating table. Um, yeah. You could kind of see feet under the door. And I kept looking for the shadows of those feet. And at one point where I thought I was just going to fall over, um, I just felt like the Lord just said, he's going to be fine. Yeah. And I sarcastically was like, yeah, fine in heaven. <laughs> and um, he was like, no, he'll be fine here. Be good, yeah. And a few minutes later, doctor came through and said he made it through. And I didn't fear after that. I already knew like if he woke up with little to no brain activity or whatever, that God was going to do something through it because he told me he's going to be fine. Yeah. I didn't know if that meant whole mm-hmm. or if that meant incapacitated in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't as fearful that time, yeah, yeah. I um, was still scared of what it was going to look like for mm-hmm. our family. But the next morning, I had to wait the whole night to see if he had any brain activity. Um, and then the next morning, I had to wait outside for three hours. And then they came and got me and said, he is blinking his eyes. He's moving his hands. He's giving thumbs up. And I walked in and saw him <laughs> look right at me. And I just felt like, you know, the Lord was all over that. Yeah. Um, and then every day was just a gift. Yeah. Every day he was blowing us away. Um, there was scares in between that. Yeah, there was some times where, you know, because he didn't get enough exercise and getting up out of bed, he was constrained by a tube running out the back of his head, draining brain fluid. Yeah. He, they had a laser on him to make sure his head was at the right angle. Otherwise, it could have um, mm-hmm. stopped the draining from happening. Mm-hmm. So it was very scary for a while. Yeah. Um, they thought because of the lack of movement, he could get pneumonia. Um, wow. And then, of course, Friday, they had his tube taken out. But then the next concern was him getting up and moving and mm. all that. And so there was scares along the way. Yeah. Yeah. But every day was such an amazing mm-hmm. gift. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't believe the miracle yeah. happening in front of my eyes. Did you ever have any moments when all that was going, like you just had that, that big why, like why? Like why is this happening? Like I like for me thinking about it, I'd be I was thinking of like if I was in pastor's shoes, I'd be like, man, why? Like I'm like, I'm your servant, Lord. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to lead your shepherd. <laughs> I'm trying to lead your shepherd. I can't do it if I'm passed out, you know, locked out. Like why are you letting why is this happening to me? Like you know, like, being real, I'd be like, you know, why can't it be like, you know, this other member of the church? I can minister to them. Not, why, why is it me? You know, what, what's going on? Like, did you ever have it? You guys have any moments where it's just like, why, God? Like, like I understand you're trying to, you know, trials and, and, and you know, valleys and hills and valleys. But like, this is pretty serious stuff. Like, this is a big trial. Like, I don't, I don't understand why. Like, you, has that question, that big why ever popped in your guys' minds of like, why? Like, why? I know he has a moment. It'll be after my why moment. But he was still in the hospital, and I had driven home real quick to just take a shower and just, I mean, I went days and days with barely eating, um, just barely seeing the kids. So I ran home, and I just remember driving back, and I just, to be honest, I just screamed in the car, (laughs) just screamed really loud. And I was just like, why in the world, you know? But it was like God brought me back to a moment where I'd been praying this last year, I just, I don't want to live a life that's like this. Mm. And I don't want my family to live a life like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't want City Light to be like that either. Yeah. And I had been praying some pretty bold prayers. Yeah. Um, 
asking God to move in this church, mm-hmm. asking God to move in my heart, in mm-hmm. my family's, my kids' hearts. I yeah. want them all to love God. Yeah. So I was begging him. There was nothing crazy going on. There was not stress in the church or anything, yeah. but it was just a burden of mine. Like, yeah. I just don't want to stay here. Yeah. I want us to be moving up. Upwards, yeah. I want to be in a, a church that's alive. I want to be a, per- a Christian that's alive. That's good, yeah. And it was like God, after I screamed at the stoplight, it was like God just said, this <laughs> is the answer. Mm. It was like, he didn't say it. It was just the realization that I came to. It was like, this was the answer to my prayer, that this is going to wake me up. It's going to wake my kids up. And um, maybe it will wake our church up. Maybe it'll wake our community up. I don't know. Mm. But however God sees it, that's why he allowed it. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to say your why moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there was, there's definitely some why moments. I think uh, at the hospital, I was, uh, I was on a lot of pain medicine, um, and so at the hospital, as long as I had cranberry juice and ice chips, like ice chips are amazing when you're at the hospital. I don't know why, but I always wonder when I go visit the hospital, like they're like, you know, a little ice chip. in ICU. I'm like, why do they want ice chips so bad? Yeah. But like, yeah, dude, like I don't, I won't, I won't eat nothing. But give me an ice chip, dude. Uh, and your throat, <laughs> yeah, and footing. My throat hurts so bad. So it wasn't just like, it wasn't just like an oxygen tube. It was like, like the life support intubation is like, they put these big bags down your throat. Yeah. They go into your lungs and like, you know, keep you breathing. Yeah. And I never had to pull that out. It hurt my lungs so bad. My, my voice, my um, esophagus is so bad. Um, so in the hospital, man, I was just like glad to be there. Um, I don't remember much of that time. Mm-hmm. But when I got home, I think when the medication started to wear off, mm-hmm. it was, I think, I think I was in the heart, man. I was like, dude, why did this happen? Yeah. Um, you know, you feel like you're living in a strange world because you're like when you're supposed to die, and I think, and I really think I, I was, I was, you know, everything was pointing like you're, you're dying. Um, and, and when you, when now you're alive in your home and you're living in like a, a yard, you can't get up and mow, uh, you can't bend over, like literally, like I just couldn't do things. Like just yeah. take a few steps is hard for me. Oh, wow. um, and still, I'm I'm still weak now. Yeah. Um, but that was like, in, in you know, it was. I think it was a question like, why did this happen? Like, why did this have to happen? Um, you know, her hearing the stories uh, and then hearing my kids tell their stories. That whole that whole thing is just you know, it's just it's it's a lot to. To take in, you know. No, so. yeah, no, I feel you. No, I feel you. Thank you so much for sharing. I know, I know you don't. You get sick and tired of retelling the story. You know, you got, you're gonna probably tell it a couple more times with other people and stuff like that. But I understand, man. Like it's, I will say, there's the moments that I knew it was gonna be okay because I've, I've prayed the same prayer with my dad when, um, again with with his when I've seen him with his tubes inside his, you know. Yeah. It's not. It's not a pretty sight. It's not a pretty sight at all. Especially as a you know, as a kid, seeing your dad, you know, being like that. Um, I've been in there in the hospital beds with my dad, just questioning why. Like this. Like like this. Oh. I asked God. I'm like, like my dad loves you. Like he like he just wants to know you. He wants to get to know you. So why don't why don't you just heal him? Like why why why? What are you doing? And I've come to the realization that, um, you know, it's 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 out of our control. Obviously, God's in control and. I've always prayed like, you know, God, like, why, why are you allowing this? And same prayer, same, I've always, I, this is the Holy Spirit. I feel like it's the Holy Spirit always telling me like, hey, it's all right. Like, I'm not done with him yet. Mm. Like, he, he's going to make it. Yeah, I still have work for him. So when I pray for you, pastor, I had that same voice where he's like, hey, I'm not done with him yet. Yeah. <laughs> he still needs, there's still some work yet. Yeah. There's some more work to do. So I'm not done with him yet. So don't worry about it. And so I, I've had that peace where I'm like, all right, it's going to be okay. Obviously, Right now, I'm like, okay, well, can he be fine now? Like, not not run. Like, I don't, I don't want to wait. I want, I want it to be now. 
Um, but yeah, that voice, that Holy Spirit voice, just saying, hey, like it gives me, it gives you comfort where it's like, I'm not done with you yet. Yeah, you know, Pastor, he's not done with you yet. Yeah, you still, there's still more work. You know, the, 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 what's it? The harvest is, is plentiful, yeah. but the harvesters are few. Like you, yeah. we still need, we still need workers, Pastor. Yeah. And um, yeah, I know. think the idea that all things work together for good that's to power. them who love God and are called according to His purpose. Mm-hmm. I might have slaughtered that, but I think that's right. I think that's yeah. pretty close to what it Romans, says. Romans. Yeah, right in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. That becomes I mean, a real verse right there. I was like, yeah, you got to say, man, God's doing something. Yeah. And, and honestly, whether I die or whether I'm brain dead or whether I'm alive mm-hmm. and I get five years, 10 years or 20 years or 30 years, I don't know. At the end of the, at the, end of the day, it's like I have one life to live. Yeah. And if this is what God wanted to do with my life, mm-hmm. then you know what? It's what I signed. It's what I'm just glad that I am his yeah. and that he knows me yeah. and that he has a purpose for my life. Yeah. And I think that just comes down to it. I'm trying to figure out all these little stuff. Yeah. Um, and I and I think really your faith is tested. When you say things like, hey, like serving Jesus with your life is not like signing up to have everything go perfect. Yeah. When you're really like, no, like this is not this is, this awesome. is not heaven yet. Yeah. This is this is, you know, we're on the battlefront, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, and yeah. I think what Adrian Rogers used to say, like, this is not, you know, the sweet by and by, this is the nasty now and now. And other preachers have said that, and I've heard other guys say it, but I think yeah. Adrian Rogers may have came up with it. I know he used to say it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the idea is, is like, hey, we're not in heaven yet. This yeah. is this is the this is the nasty now and now, and this is the battlefront. And yeah. I think you're when you're when you face a test of death. And 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 for me, it was what makes it even harder is that with my little kids and and obviously all the dreams you have with them. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of those things you say are tested. Like, yeah. do you believe this? You I know. Yeah. And um, man, that's wild, man. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for sharing. I mean, I know it's tough to try to relive it again, try to explain the feelings, stuff like that. I said I always want to make sure everyone that hasn't heard your story, especially if they're listening, that they see that you know it's real. Stuff is real. Um, Life is but a vapor, you know. It's a lot of a lot of vapor, and for the of us that are of the faith, you know, to don't be discouraged. You know that that God has things under control, but also we have to realize that um, he, since He's in control, He has the say of the final say of what is going to happen. You know, if it's time for you to come home, it's time for you to come home. You know, as much as we hate it, as much as much as I hate, you know, the fact that you know my dad might be in heaven soon. I, you know, I have like so many questions, but. It's if it's his time, it's his time. You know, like you know, who am I to like want to be like, no, keep him here, God. You know, it's like well, I'm trying to keep him, trying to call him home to paradise, so he can relax yeah. and be chill and relax and hang out with Jesus and everybody else. Um, you know, it's is it's the human nature in us. It's like you know we we want you know we don't want anything like that. And, I mean, Rachel, I can't I can't imagine you know going through just seeing Pastor in, in in the in the hospital bed and hearing news. Oh, he's fine. Oh, you know something's wrong. He's going you know ups and downs and obviously having feelings of like the why moments, maybe some. Anger moments. I know I've had, I would have had some anger moments. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Like, why? Why? Like, I even, well, you know, yeah, a lot of why, a lot of anger moments. But um, your story encourages us as 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 a church family encourages us of like that. You know, onto future, the future events, more future things. Yeah. Look at the past, reminisce, but keep moving forward, yeah. and you know, keep sharing your story and uh, keep you know preaching the word, pastor, and doing things. Um, how are you feeling now? Though are you feeling, you still feel a little bit more. Feeling you getting your energy back? Or you feel a little bit more. You feeling the side effects a little bit yeah. more? <laughs> no, I feel good. Everyone is like, I feel do good. You so have a deficit. I'm not. Yeah, I do have a deficit. I'm not at the six month mark yet, and that is like obviously it was a major brain surgery. It was a major stroke. So there is there is definitely 
Time periods of healing, yeah. but uh, I would think in the end, I spent like over 20 days in the hospital and a lot of that time in ICU, so that wears on your body. Yeah. So a lot of that, some of that's weakness, yeah. I'm feeling, um, and still being careful. The dizziness is real. The yeah, brain okay. fog is very real. Really? And, um, and the, like I'm living in a tunnel, and yeah. then the tiredness is just severe. Really? And so it's more than I can explain. Again, tired. Um, yeah, so just kind of the point of just exhaustion, brain fog, dizziness. I got to mm-hmm. be very careful with coordination. That coordination is back there. And that's probably the most frustrating thing is I like to play softball. I like to play, I like yeah. to golf. Um, but I just can't do some of those things right now. And, and my and one neurologist said it's probably going to be a few years okay. until some of these neurons reconnect um, because tissue died. And that yeah. area of that brain is where you're, is where you're, uh, where all of your, mobility and coordination is yeah and that's it's it's for right now um i got walking through big crowds i gotta be careful yeah being around a lot of moving parts a lot of animated people that try to talk very animated to me like Mm -hmm. i just get so nauseous i gotta be like hey i gotta take a break (laughs) calm down uh as long as i go as long as i'm slow and as long as i'm not too hyped up and as long as i kind of keep everything controlled yeah um i can i'm good but if it gets it gets a little crazy i've got to pause uh because the dizziness and the brain fog I lose my wallet a little bit more, my keys. A lot of decisions, kids like, hey, you know, what are we what are we doing? I'm like, oh, oh, calm down. Like I'm not able to manage those situations. So it's probably brain fog, probably the best way, dizziness. Um, Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. No roller coasters. No roller coasters. No roller coasters. Yeah, but honestly, man, I'm like the the parts that matter, like conversation, studying, reading, uh, relations, like things that really matter, like I feel fine at, honestly. Like it's more just like, you know, just 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 what I explained, you know. But some of the other things. I'm glad I can move and walk and and probably my my uh sports playing days are coming to an end anyways. Okay. So I'm, retire, I'm getting up. close to forty. Time so I think I'm cleats. yeah, I think it's time for those turkey bowl, <laughs> turkey you bowl know, football challenges okay. to be done. You could be a ref now. Yeah, I can be a ref. I can cheer for you on the side of the start, Yeah, start coaching and <laughs> start start giving up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. It's good for him too, because he's had to learn to just slow down, enjoy his recliner. There you go. <laughs> you know, and just kind of enjoy the day-to-day and just let himself heal you know because that's, that's what he needs to do and he's always go 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 before this and now he's like having to learn to like listen to his body and take there naps <laughs> there you go man hey, and those naps hits hard, yeah, those, naps hard. <laughs> those sunday sunday afternoon naps are yeah. amazing man. yes yeah. i wish i knew what we'll naps try to were blame those naps on the stroke as long as we can <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, he had a stroke he's, he's he has to take a nap it's been 10 years <laughs> yeah. it's all right <laughs> hey, you know your body heals slowly yeah that's okay. right you can't judge me yeah oh man that's great oh i'm glad you're i'm glad you're taking it slow i mean i can that's probably another calling from god saying hey take it easy my man yeah like like the work will continue you just gotta take it easy take yeah. it slow keep going you know um yeah, like I said, are you are you more for, are you a little bit more forgetful? You feel like oh, I think so. Like, are you think your long term memory or your short term memory is a bit short term? Short term yeah. oh, okay. decision making. Oh, okay, got you. Fast decision making. Long term, oh, okay. I'm good. Fast decision making though. Like on the fly, you just, on the fly stuff, dude. Does like, it just start hurting your brain or? Yeah, I just need, I just 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 really foggy. Oh, okay. Yeah, really foggy. So you just gotta take a slow, take kind a of slow, thing. and just make sure like the real quick stuff. I've oh, gotta okay. be. It's really foggy. Oh. Um, Which is good because we we need we need to learn to work more closely together too on let yeah. me take some of that that load yeah and help you know help 
How does driving work? How does driving work for you? Driving's actually fine. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of like, <laughs> it's hard. Of no, I'll stand with that. Yeah. I do get tired. So, because the brain's a muscle, so right. it's working out. Yeah. Um, so, I do feel like after about an hour or two of fighting yeah. some LA traffic, yeah. it's like, okay, it's time for me to rest for a little bit. You gotta go over there. Um, you were before you could drive, man. Yeah. You were man. driven crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. So, now I think it's like staying in the like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm driving his truck and he's Stay in like, the slow lane. <laughs> you can drive. Yeah, driving feels good. Um, and. You know, I, I would just say the things I think that really matter, like the big things, I, I, I feel comfortable. Some of them I feel like I'm normal, nothing, nothing left. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to gotcha. fast decision making, yeah, uh, I can make it, but it definitely leads to a lot of exhaustion. Gotcha. We got to get you a Tesla, bro. Give me a Tesla. That way you don't drive. I know, you got to sleep. <laughs> just take a nap on a recliner. <laughs> get, get a recliner. Nice yeah, there you go. Diet Cokes forever. Yeah, there you go. How about um, <laughs> when it comes to preaching, your preaching time, has that been affected a little bit? Cause yeah. Uh, whenever you're up there preaching, you kind of you kind of mm-hmm. think a little bit. Or are you feeling now now that you're preaching, um, you got to go more liberal, more scripted. Now you can't mm-hmm. kind of go off on tangents because you feel like it might get <laughs> all foggy on your side. Or how do yeah. you feel like when it comes to your preaching? I've actually I actually feel like I've done less scripted since the stroke, but I've only preached three times. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe more of it right now is just kind of just kind of overflow from the heart mm-hmm. and things I'm feeling, things that God just doing inside of me. Okay. Um, but. I definitely think the time needs to be shorter, and that might be good for everyone. Yeah. Uh, I, tr- I typically try to stop at 42 to 45 minutes. Yeah. Okay, 42 is like, okay, you're, you're, you're losing everyone. 43, 44, 45. Yeah. 50, it's like, whoa, bro, you're awake. Yeah. You did a good job, go sit down. Yeah. Um, now, I think more like in the 30s need to be more of reality. Oh, wow. And I think understanding the, the, the recovery time of you know tiredness, yeah, um, okay. 40, maybe 40 max. Um, yeah. Being more aware of that, I think now. Yeah. Um, are you feeling and it after every service? Like after the first service, you're like, oh man, I'm a little tired. I am a little, little mentally tired. A little mentally tired. Mentally tired. Got to get through the next service and then yeah, we're going to take a nap. Yeah, but I have a pretty good grasp. I've been doing this long enough to have a pretty good grasp of the sermon through the week. Okay, that it's not like I'm trying to think of it on the spot. Gotcha. I've been chewing on this thing for a few days. Yeah, you meditated and so, on it through the week. Yeah, and probably okay. t- probably being more strategic about how many times a year I preach. From mm-hmm. you know when I first started preaching. When I first started pastoring, to like, you know, hey, you got to preach 50, 52 times a year, yeah, to yeah, like, yeah. you know, hey, I don't got to do every Sunday. Yeah. And in fact, everyone's probably more happy if I'm not doing every Sunday. <laughs> Give other people a chance, you yeah. know? And I think, I think that's great, you know? I think that's, it takes just as much grace to work as it does to rest, right? You know? And God's grace is still moving when you're resting. That's and that's the beautiful yeah. thing of, of what we do. And yeah. not being lazy, but trying to understand that, mm-hmm. you know, do my, be in my lane and do what I know God wants me to do. Um, and working on a team. Yeah. And we have a good team here. That's good. Um, and so I, um, I feel so far. I feel pretty good, man. I feel yeah. like study. Actually, stu- studying and preparing a sermon, I think, is the most normal I, I thing I, I feel in my life. Really? Like I feel like nothing's changed there. Okay. Um, nice. And that was weird after being out for four months and yeah. stepping back in my office. Yeah. Was like four months away to stepping back. I felt like I never left. Yeah. It just feels more, very normal. It's like riding a bike. Feels very normal. Right back on it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That's yeah. Cool, I can man. say that with confidence. That feels normal. Yeah. That's good. Praise the Lord for that. Yeah. Man. I'm glad you're feeling good, man. I'm feeling you're feeling. You know, yeah, you're feeling 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 good. Take it easy, yeah. yeah. Take, take it easy. Don't don't go don't go playing dodgeball anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or tetherball. Yeah, tether, tether tether his, tether his one of our girls yeah. almost hit him with a tetherball. Oh, yeah, I tried to beat her and she almost beat me, but I still won. <laughs> I still beat my third grader. So. Dang. <laughs> he was only like three weeks out of the hospital. He's playing tetherball. Oh my like, god! What were you dude, thinking? Yeah. Ain't no struggle gonna stop me from beating. I know. Him. Yeah, with my cane <laughs> trying yeah. to hit the tetherball. Oh I, I, I win. I win. You beat him in Minecraft, even though. Yeah, yeah. I can still beat you. 
<laughs> just Smash Bros. That's cool, man. That's yeah. funny. I'm glad. Yeah, like I said, it's, thank you guys so much for sharing again. I know it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be a good encouragement for those of you guys that are listening. Um, I guarantee, I, I, yeah, just, it's going to be good encouragement for sure and stuff like that. And if you want to hear the story of City Light, though, you, you can always come to City Light, you know, and check it out. We got services from 9.15 to 11 a.m. here at uh, 1110 South Victory Boulevard, right? Yeah. I always, I always mix up. It's 1110 or I always think it's 110. That's 11. Yeah, right across from basketball. Get some ice cream and come join us. And um, yeah, again, guys, so much for sharing. I know it's a little bit emotional stuff to share, stuff like that. And I'm, I'm thankful you guys took the time to share and stuff like that. Um, I th- we're gonna close it off from here, like that. I don't know if you want to do some encouraging words for the for the viewers over here. Um, if you got anything, any last minute to say to you know what I guess one main I would say one major takeaway you took out from this whole experience. Um, what would you recommend to someone that's maybe going through it? You know, uh-huh. or, or a spouse that's going through with it or with a spouse. What would you say is one main thing? Um, even we could say it to like uh, so if you're speaking to a believer or even mm-hmm. to a non-believer. Yeah. Um, what would you say is uh, one main major takeaway from both of you guys' perspective? Sure. Yeah. I think for me is um, just last month I really studied through the Book of Job, just because I was like, you know, that sounds like a great book to yeah. study right now. Yeah. And um, from a non-believer or a believer's perspective, the book of Job is really interesting because it is this conversation of why did this bad thing happen Mm -hmm. to a good person. Yeah. And at the end of it all, at the end of all 40 chapters, all the, what did I say, 43 chapters Mm -hmm. in the book of Job, um, it all comes down to God is God. Yeah. And he's going to use us Mm -hmm. how he sees fit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you realize the awesomeness and how powerful God is, the creator of the universe, and who are we that God even, you know, looks at us. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he can use our story, he can use us, but really at the end of all, it's all about God and Mm -hmm. it's not about us. Mm -hmm. So to, to me, it was like, you know, if you're an unbeliever or you are a believer and you look at things like that, you know, we only see things from this perspective. But when you delve into God's higher power, it's just, you're at a loss of words. So to me, that was just a really neat uh, perspective to read on that. good. Yeah, thank you for that. Mm. Yeah, no, I think if there was one final takeaway for me through this event, uh, it would really be, I think that I've kind of gone to this many times, and probably a lot of people that had like end-of-life experiences might go to this. uh, But I think it really is the idea. You have one life. You know, you have one small moment on this earth, and... um, for me as a believer, I believe God has a purpose and uh, I believe it's made faith and uh, be more real to me and be an understanding of, of what I'm here for and and understand as one shot. So you might as well run fast and do as much as you can do while you have an opportunity and enjoy, enjoy the little things of life. Like for me, it's my wife and my children and getting a coffee together and taking a walk on the beach and enjoying the moment understanding that it's a miracle of God that you have that moment that it could be gone in a second and so enjoy it um but understand you have one life and if you're not a believer I mean I think that can apply the other way you have one life and you know one small moment on this earth it's worth it's worth doing the work um and really asking God to show himself to you um and not blaming what man has done or what religion has done or how systems have hurt you, but really just talking to God and saying, God, show yourself to me. Um, And I I, I have some real questions for you. And I believe God is real and God will show himself to you um, if you uh, approach him with a sincere heart. So 
I agree. And if anyone that's listening that, you know, doesn't buy into this whole Christianity thing or anything like that, I would take, I would encourage you to uh, take that challenge that Pastor just said, you know, just try them out, see what happens. And um, I guarantee you, you'll, you'll get results for sure and stuff like that. But Pastor Rachel, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, it's been fun talking to you guys. Um, I'm pretty sure there's more stuff we can dive deeper into and stuff like that, which I'd love to, um, but we'll probably do another episode for that one, make it a more fun <laughs> one. So we, we can talk about Dodgers, bro. We can talk yes. about whatever you guys want to talk about. It's like that. This is Dodgers. Yeah, we can talk about anything, anything. Like I said, I love this This podcast is about anything, you know. Yeah. Um, pop, most main is nerdy and pop culture, but also some serious things and also some other lighthearted things we can talk about, TV, film, you know, whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, I love to get you. I love to do a debate with you. With um, we oh, should man. do we should do a fun debate. I should do a uh, uh, angels versus Dodgers. Angels oh, versus Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I was gonna I was gonna go. I will bring Matt with me. <laughs> I, bring, I, bring, I was gonna do a. Um, let's have Matt wear his angels jersey. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what happens after, after that trade. After that trade that happens, I'm gonna go biblical. I was gonna be like, hey, you want to go pre-trip, tribulation, rapture, or after trip, or oh, post trip? Go straight into that. We can, go, we can do, do like that. Some some debates, some fun, yeah. lighthearted debates we can do. But uh, again, thank you guys so much for joining. And uh, guys, be sure, be sure to check out the other episodes that we have for you guys there. Y nos vemos para la próxima.